The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you, July 13th, 7 a.m. Patrick and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just one more day, Patrick. You can set your alarm back to its normal wake-up hour. How you doing this morning? Oh, I'm missing my pillow. I'm <laughs> missing my pillow. Those That 4.30 comes awful early. And, and the more I do it, the more I gain an appreciation for David. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it does take time. And, and both David and I would attest, and our vote is to stay on standard time year round. This daylight savings where we have to push it an hour earlier than we typically do, it's a little difficult. It's odd. So I go to bed, and, and you know this, I go to bed, it's light out. I mm-hmm. wake up. It's light out. And it's like, well, when did it get dark? <laughs> Sometime in the middle of the night after you uh, went to sleep. So I made the cardinal error t- yesterday when I came home. So I had been at the YCP event and it right. kept me up uh, way past my bedtime. But, Getting your humility you know, award. I know. You know, it was it, it was an effort. It takes a lot out of you to try to be so humble. Uh, so I went home and I took a nap. And, Ooh, I and, went, that's a no-no, and I went and I went deep. Uh-huh. I took a deep Ooh. nap because activity was going on in the kitchen and I slept all through it. Wow. And so then when I woke up, uh I just felt groggy the rest of the evening. So then I at the normal time when I would go to bed, I took my shower and then I was awake. And ha- was how awake. are you doing now? Uh a little groggy this morning, but still uh I I uh, didn't sleep as solidly as I wanted even though I probably got a a full eight hours I'd say between the nap and the evening time because it was broken up it it doesn't work right sleep is a real funny thing oh if you break that routine and get out of that that kind of routine it, it definitely throws everything off it just seems to go through the day everything seems just a little off if you don't quite get that that evening routine down so my children were half and half when it came to bedtime when they were little. Uh, two of my children just were like, uh, be exhausted and fight it and fight it and fight it. Now I had one daughter who would be just like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. And she would get her blanket and she was gone or she just right wherever she was. She's like, I'm tired. And then our son, Christian, from the time he was really young, he has that night owl gene. Mm. So even as a little guy, he would very easily could stay up till, you know, nine, 10 o'clock sometimes. And then even ne- and now that 11, 12, he's, he's up. But boy, he makes up for it on the other end. He's like your typical teenager who could sleep <laughs> until 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock sometimes. If I, where's Christian? It's like lunchtime. He's still in bed. And then we, we bang the wall. Get up. <laughs> Even though he's like, it's summertime. Get up. It's time to get going. So speaking of Christian, how are things going at the Blueberry Farm? Uh, Blueberry Farm is going well. He said things have kind of slowed down right now uh-huh. because uh, the certain field has been picked. It's down to like its third picking. I think somehow they, they ordered that. But by tomorrow, Majestic Farms is opening up a new field. 
So that way, this is a different variety, and they're going to open up a new field, so they're loaded with berries again. So Just in time for the weekend. That's what he said. Awesome. We need to come out on the weekend. And I looked at the weather on the weekend, and I said, well, unless it's real early, <laughs> I don't think I'll be spending much time out in the sun. It's going to get warm. It's going to get hot. I mean, really hot. Heat advisory, in effect, starting tomorrow and into Saturday. So we'll have an update on that. And also... Well, you've got a really interesting interview. World Youth Day is like right upon us, and we are going to have a correspondent there. How cool is this? So here's what is amazing. Bernadette, I had an opportunity to talk with Bernadette Curl. She was our intern last year. The vast majority of the world will never be able to go to World Youth Day. For one, they're probably too old. But I suppose (laughs) if you're young at heart, you can always fall into that category. But that is a unique opportunity to be able to travel around the world she has been working on this project she'll be joining a group that will be going there she's actually going a full tour and seeing some holy sites along the way oh, neat. she is going to be our correspondent on the ground she will be giving us regular updates from the holy sites that she is visiting in europe and Well, what's going on during World Youth Day? We are so excited about that. And she's talking to me about what she's expected to do. Awesome. Oh, I can't wait to hear those reports. I wish I kind of wish I was going. But then again, my my feet are glad I'm not. (laughs) You put in a few miles, get all your steps in by noontime if you're at World Youth Day. What else do you have coming up, Patrick? Well, we have got, I'll I'll update you on my vacation plans because David (gasps) David gets back from vacation. I go on vacation. So I'll tell you about that because it's actually in the news. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. All right. We got a great (laughs) show ahead for you on this Thursday morning. Let's kick things off now with Village Lights. Here is our Alleluia. And we are Patrick and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith in everyday life. Almighty, ever-living God, we've come to worship you. Almighty, ever-living God, our Father, Spirit, and the Son, we've come to honor you. Almighty, ever-living
The bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio, that's Village Lights, and here is our hallelujah. Pat and Brenda with you to get this Thursday morning rolling. It's 7.09, and World Youth Day starts... August 6th. It's going to be a major, major event in the church, and we'll have a correspondent there. More details on that with Brenda just ahead after we check that very, very hot weather forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. For more than 33 years, Monterey Radio has been sowing the seeds of faith. Your legacy of support continues to bring souls back to Christ, just like Michael Boultry. It's really miraculous. I'd come out of confession, and it was the first time I had met the priest. And I turned on my car, and of course, Monterey Radio's on. It was the priest that I had just encountered. It's like, whoa, thanks, Holy Spirit. But then the same thing happened again, where I had just met this priest. But then it happened again, and it was three separate occasions and three separate priests. God's providence was so clear to me, and I'm getting chills just talking about it. He was making it so clear and so obvious that, yes, this is the path. You guys are planting seeds that are bearing fruit now and down the line. Michael Boultry is just one of many souls the Holy Spirit has reached through Mater Day Radio. Help us continue to sow the seeds of faith. Hear more of Michael's amazing story and ensure your legacy of giving at materdayradio.com. Seven twelve at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, going to get hot. Heat advisory in effect for tomorrow and Saturday with a high fire danger posted for Friday. Abundant sunshine today, high headed up to 86. Light winds tonight's going to be clear with a low of 59. Then tomorrow, high 91. Ooh. Saturday, high 95. Yikes. Yeah, that's it's going to be a warm one. <laughs> that hits the hot calendar for for the Brenda scale of heat. When we get into the 90s, Caliente. that is hot. 61 degrees currently at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 59 where they're celebrating their patron's feast day at St. Henry in Gresham. In a few short weeks, thousands of young people from around the world will descend to Lisbon, Portugal for World Youth Day 2023. And for some, it's a trip that... 
they've been planning for a very long time. And as they pack their bags and prepare for pilgrimage, they embark on an adventure to encounter the Lord with others from across the globe. Here at Mater Day Radio, we have a unique opportunity to experience the event from the perspective of one of the participants. Bernadette Curl was an intern here at Mater Day Radio last year, and she will be at the event and giving us regular audio updates. Bernadette is with me today to share with us much, much more. Good morning, Bernadette. Thanks for joining us today on the show. Good morning, Brenda. How are you? Oh, it is wonderful to see we're doing well. And we are so excited that you came to us a little while ago to let us know about this trip. And we came up with this plan. So that way, well, really, the vast majority of the world will never be able to attend a World Youth Day. So we'll be able to experience it through your eyes and your experience. And we're looking forward to this so very much. So Bernadette, for our listeners, tell us how long have you had this on your mind to go to World Youth Day and how long have you been planning this trip? Right. So it was about a year ago that we found out about it. Our parish, uh, which is led by the missionaries of the Holy Spirit, decided to lead a pilgrimage to World Youth Day and a few other countries before we get there. And so I heard it about it uh, about it about a year ago. And right away, I was like, I got to go. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. The missionaries did a great job of making it very affordable. So it was about a year ago that I decided I wanted to go. And then my brother and my younger sister also decided decided to go in the next few months. Uh, So we've been preparing for it since then, packing for the past few months, getting prepared for that. So going on a pilgrimage is much different than a vacation. Share with our listeners a little bit about what you've done, both personally and spiritually, that gets you in the mindset to enter into a pilgrimage and to be able to have this encounter with the Lord, along with thousands and thousands of others who will be in Lisbon to see the Pope for World Youth Day. Yeah, so I guess one thing practically is that we're not going to be living in luxury in the next three weeks. There's going to be a lot of uh, walking, a lot of affordable housing, So we, and we had to pack very light as well, so we have to be prepared for all of that, obviously. But the spiritual side of things just adds a whole different dimension. We're going to be stopping specifically at churches and holy sites, which are tourist sites, of course, as well, but specifically focused on those holy places. Uh, We are going to have a going away mass for the whole parish uh, to say goodbye to us. And we're going to be offering up our parish's prayers at the different holy sites we're going to. We're going to be taking, we've been collecting different friends and families, uh, sacramental objects to bring to the holy sites. Uh, And then something personally I've been doing is especially praying to St. Bernadette, who is my patron. That makes sense. To Lords, which I am very excited about. So praying to her, to pray for me that the trip might be safe, that it might be spiritual, spiritually transforming. Uh, we haven't been, my siblings and I haven't been to s- such important holy sites very often. So it's, it's going to be really amazing. It would make sense, I guess, for, for many of us to recognize that if you are going to make such a trip, you are going to make the most of it. How long from start to finish is this pilgrimage going to take? It's going to be almost three weeks. So we're leaving July 20th and then coming back August 8th. The first week and a half or so, uh, we're going to be traveling to different holy sites in France and Spain. 
And then about the last week is going to be the actual World Youth Day events in Lisbon and uh, around Fatima as well. Bernadette Curl is joining the show today. Bernadette was an intern here at Mater Day Radio last summer, and she has been in the planning stages of an incredible opportunity to visit World Youth Day in Lisbon, Portugal, and have an opportunity maybe to get a sight of the Pope. So during those weeks, uh, those days, I should say, when you are in Lisbon for World Youth Day itself, do you have an idea of the schedule that will be happening so that way you'll you'll know when there'll be opportunity to gather as a large group Mm -hmm. and will there be opportunities to visit with other pilgrims from the U.S.? Yes, so we don't have the like, full complete itinerary as of now, but I knew I do know some of the activities and events will include seeing the Pope, hearing an address from him. There will likely be concerts and music. There will be lots of times to gather in big groups with people from uh, young adults from all over the world. So I know we'll have that opportunity. I also know there's a tradition to meet specifically with people from around the world and trade different pins or uh, little objects that represent the country you're from. So just that opportunity to interact with people from other countries, that's what I'm, I'm especially excited for. Bernadette, have you gathered something like pins or different things from Oregon or the United States that you plan on sharing with people and uh, making a little bit of a trade? Yes. So we have some little keychains with uh, the American flag on them. We have some pins as well. We have some little American flag beach balls and then some different icons and holy cards as well, especially of our uh, the missionaries of the Holy Spirit's founders, uh, since they're the ones leading the pilgrimage. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the group that you will be going with and some of the people who will also be in your your traveling partners. Yes. So our group in total, it'll be about 150 people once we actually get once we actually get to Europe. Uh, we're starting with about 20 people, some from missionary uh, from missionary parishes on like the West Coast, a couple of people from San Antonio. I know there are about 15 people, 15 of us coming from St. Matthew and Hillsborough specifically. So it'll be about a group of 30 to 40 people total from the U.S. And then we're going to travel to France. And then in Spain, we're going to meet up with about 100 people from Missionary of the Holy Spirit Uh, parishes from Italy, Mexico, and Spain, I believe. Bernadette is embarking on an incredible tour, and she is going to be taking Mater Day Radio along with her so that way we can experience just a little bit about what she is seeing. Bernadette, you said that your entire pilgrimage is going to be about, well, almost three weeks, but the main part of it will be in Lisbon. So in the time that you're not at World Youth Day, you said you're going to be traveling to some different sites. In preparing for all of this, many people, we get out our travel guide and we look at the different things. In all of the places that you will have an opportunity to visit, is there someplace special that really is important to you that you're looking forward to seeing? Yes, it would definitely be Lourdes because that's where my patron saint, St. Bernadette, is from. I've especially grown closer to her in the past few years, just really learning more about her, Uh, praying to her more often. And I'm especially excited to see where she saw the Blessed Virgin Mary in Lourdes and where she lived. And I can't, I'm, I can't even imagine how amazing it's going to be. Like, I can't even picture myself there right now. I'm just, I'm so excited, but... (laughs) 
Bernadette, Pope Francis, we have found out, will be spending a day at Fatima to pray with people there. He's going to be taking the trip by helicopter, and it's not going to be a long day at all for him. But will your tour also give you an opportunity to visit the shrine there at Fatima? Yes, they will. I'm not exactly sure what day we're going on specifically. It'll be sometime in that final week of our trip uh, while we're uh, next to Lisbon. But I'm also very excited for that as well. We should have a full day to explore Fatima, at least. Excellent. And then remind our listeners again, uh, Lisbon will be on there, Fatima. You'll Mm. also be going to Lourdes, France. What are the couple of the other shrines that are also on your itinerary? So we will go to Paris first. So we'll see uh, Notre Dame there, obviously. Uh, Some of the Spanish cities include uh, Madrid, Toledo, Burgos. Uh, and then I believe we're also going to Santiago de Compostela in Spain, too. So we'll stop at the different churches and holy sites there as well. Well, Bernadette, it just sounds like it's going to be such an amazing trip. I'm a little bit jealous, but I have all the hopes and prayers for you. We're really looking forward to what you have to send to us. You're going to be sending some audio about your experiences, some of the things that you are feeling and and praying for and we just really look forward to all of that so it's just a few short weeks away are you all packed i am not yet i'm about halfway packed we're gonna get home from our the trip we're on right now and i'm gonna pack like crazy for about three days we we have it all planned out though so we know what we have to do at least excellent well pack well pack light and don't forget your passport bernadette thanks so much for joining us today and it's just great to see you. we really look forward to the audio and some of the video you might be able to take for us and and carry us along with you please will you take our prayers with you and we will pray for you as you're on your journey thank you brenda i'm looking forward to it and us too. Again, that is Bernadette Curl. So stay tuned at Mater Day Radio. We're going to have lots of information about how you're going to be able to see the different events happening at World Youth Day. Bernadette, I appreciate your time today. When you get back, let's talk again because I'm pretty sure at the end of World Youth Day, will they announce where the next site is going to be? We're excited to find out where that is. Yes, I am as well. God bless you. Thanks so much. 724 at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Not only will we be paying, playing for Bernadette, we want to pray for you. Our prayer team is standing by, waiting to hear your intentions. Let us pray for you. You can go online to materdayradio.com. Just click that prayer button, and we will get the prayers on to our prayer team just for you. Or you can go on to the Hail Mary Media app or pick up the phone. Do it the old-fashioned way. Call us 503 503- 285-3737, 285-3737, and let us pray for you here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722.
Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. I am Father Cedric Bezania. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. It's 726 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life and thieves have struck at St. Matthew Catholic Church in Hillsboro. Details on that just ahead. And the Eugene City Council make a U-turn on their ban on natural gas appliances. A court ruling in California made it nearly impossible to implement. I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is Tori Harris, Hearts One Stone. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I am dust, and dust I will be. And you will breathe life into me. And oh, 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 back to the stars. Oh, 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 whole as you 
Harris with Hearts One Stone. It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news, St. Matthew Catholic Church in Hillsboro is out thousands of dollars in donations following a theft. To make matters worse, the church says based on the evidence, it appears to be involving someone who knew exactly where to find the money. The church is also cautioning those who donated to them to keep an eye on their bank accounts. In an interview conducted with Telemundo, Oscar Rodriguez, who serves as a missionary at the parish, believes it was on Sunday afternoon when someone came by and swiped thousands of dollars worth of donations. Hillsborough police said there are no signs of forced entry, which is why Rodriguez thinks the culprit knew exactly when to come and where to go. Police say right now there are no suspects and couldn't confirm exactly what was stolen. However, it's being called an open and active investigation. Rodriguez said if you do notice a check that was deposited, get in touch with your bank quickly. Also, it would be beneficial to let the church know so they can contact the police and help with the investigation. Rodriguez is also asking those with any information about the theft that they come forward in hopes of finding the stolen money. Cardinal Jose Tolentino, prefect for the Dicastery for Culture and Education, has highlighted the crucial role of Catholic universities in embracing artificial intelligence during a scientific colloquium. Cardinal Del DeMonca emphasized the need for Catholic universities to lead in innovation and engage with emerging trends. He stressed the importance of dialogue, addressing contemporary challenges, and fostering continuous renewal based on awareness. Referring to relevant church documents, he underscored the fundamental role of these institutions in shaping the future. Drawing on Pope Francis' remarks on AI, Cardinal encouraged universities to fearlessly embrace AI and digital technologies while considering ethical implications. Prioritizing individual well-being and upholding moral values were key principles, he emphasized. Cardinal stressed the responsibility of Catholic universities in implementing AI, referring to the concept of Al Gore ethics coined by Pope Francis. He called for social structures that ensure ethical considerations in the production and use of AI. 
The Portland Bureau of Transportation says it could cut as much as $32 million from its budget next year, absent new funding, with the bulk of the cuts falling on its road maintenance budget. City transportation staff said they're predicting the $32 million deficit in the next budget cycle will mean reducing maintenance and repair services like installing or widening sidewalks and repaving roads, likely cutting between 50 and 100 jobs. And in related story, Crater Lake National Park is shutting down a portion of Rim Drive, the road that circumnavigates Oregon's famous caldera for the rest of the 2023 season. It'll be the first of several anticipated hard closures of the road over the next five years as the park completes a long-awaited upgrade to the road. The $56 million project will improve 19 miles of East Rim Drive and a spur road to the cloud cap overlook, for the 2023 season, a four-mile section of the East Rim Drive between Cleetwood Cove and Scalehead Overlook will be closed, park officials said. The popular trail to Cleetwood Cove will remain open during construction. Martha McCade, the public information officer for the park, noted there are no official dates for the closure, but said it would most likely continue until the snow shuts down operations in the winter. Regular closures will continue on Rim Drive throughout the anticipated five-year time frame for the project. And wouldn't you know it, Brenda, my first trip to Crater Lake <laughs> and they close Rim they Road. Close I'm, the I'm road. Leaving, leaving Sunday. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> well, I, I couldn't right. believe it. I, I was like, are you kidding me? Well, yeah, eight years you, to go to Crater Lake. And, and they it, shut down yeah. the road. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Many years ago, we went camping with my family at Crater Lake. Scott was with us. I was married, but I don't believe we had children at the time. And we took a trail from the rim down to the water to a boat launch and we did a tour of the lake and saw the different, they pointed out the different features and explained to everything. Uh, That trip, and just forewarned if you want to do that, it's about a mile zigzag down to to the shoreline. It's like five miles. It feels like going back up that rim. It is rough getting back up there. Same road. It's still a mile, but boy, you you huff and puff a lot more going back up than you do going down for sure. I will. I will note that. <laughs> The city of Eugene reversed a controversial policy about natural gas appliances after it faced both local opposition and federal legal threat. The Eugene City Council, arguing that natural gas is a health and climate threat, passed an ordinance in February 2023 that banned natural gas hookups in new low-rise residential construction. Opponents of the measure, almost entirely funded by Northwest Natural, the state's largest gas utility, gathered enough signatures to force a citywide vote on the ban. Then in April, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit struck down an almost identical law in Berkeley, California. That ruling by the appeals court, according to Eugene Mayor Lucy Venice, would have proved an insurmountable challenge to the ban in Eugene if the city residents voted to approve it. In sports, a Portland Timbers legend and Major League Soccer icon will have his name permanently installed at Providence Park Saturday night. Diego Valeri will be added to the Timbers' ring of honor before a match against the Columbus Crew. Valeri will become a sixth member of the ring of honor, joining Clive Charles, John Bain, Jimmy Conway, Mick Hoban, and Timber Jim. 
Valeri joined the Timbers in 2013 and spent nine seasons here in the Rose City. The dynamic Argentine is the Timbers' regular season leader in goals scored, assists, and points. He was a five-time MLS All-Star, the 2017 MLS MVP, and led Portland to its lone MLS Cup trophy in 2015. He was also a pillar in the community and a very active Catholic and beloved by the fan base, earning the nickname El Maestro. Valeri stepped away from the game in 2022, and he's now part of the Spanish-language broadcast team for Apple TV's coverage of the MLS. Going to be a really special ceremony Saturday evening over at Providence Park, and you know people love Diego Valeri, so it's going to be pandemonium over there before the match. Fantastic. Is your child difficult to discipline? I know, Patrick, you were not a difficult child growing up. You were an <laughs> angel to your mother. Well, do children copy your bad habits? And are you worried about temper tantrum prone toddler? Well, you wouldn't be alone. St. Louis and Zelly Martin, parents of St. Teresa Lusso, they had the same struggles and had to discern what to do. Sure, they turned out to be the saint parents of St. Children, but parenting wasn't easy for them either. They didn't always have the right answers. What they did do was persevere and keep struggling to meet the needs of their children, raising them in a household of love. Here are a few parenting tips from these holy parents of the little flower, which can help us today as we raise or try to raise the best we can virtuous children in the modern world. First thing they did dedicated each child to God from the very beginning. Zelie had a custom immediately after every birth of dedicating each child to God using this prayer. She said, Lord, grant me the grace that this child may be consecrated to you and that nothing may tarnish the purity of their soul. While the fruits of this dedication were not immediately evident, it reveals how she was intentional in her parenting style. She wanted all of her kids to become saints, but didn't wait around to start the work towards that. She knew that now was the best time to get started. And throughout the show today, well, I'll give you more tips on raising kids according to these wonderful saint parents. You know, it's hard to get in trouble when you're in the corner all the time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know that. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Running all month, all the way to July 31st, it is Catholic Community Services of Lane County Independence from Hunger Campaign. This campaign benefits CCS Springfield Service Center, which feeds individuals and families struggling with poverty in the Springfield area on a daily basis. If you give $5 at the Springfield Grocery Outlet, Get $5 off your next purchase of $25 or more. You can also donate non-perishable food items at Springfield Grocery Outlet, Springfield or Eugene CCS Centers, Camp Creek Church, and St. Alice or St. Mary's Catholic Church. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. And speaking of big events, the Abbey Bach Festival is coming soon. Brenda checks in with Father Terracio about Mount Angel's Abbey Bach Festival after we check your weather forecast next. 
Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 743 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, feeling hot, hot, hot. A heat advisory in effect for tomorrow and Saturday with high fire danger posted for Friday. We'll have abundant sunshine today with a high up to 86. Tonight, clear, low 59, and then 91 tomorrow, 95 on Saturday. Woo! It's it's going to get really hot, Brenda. <laughs> it certainly is. In fact, today it's already beginning to warm up slowly. A very nice 63 degrees at Holy Rosary Catholic Church in Portland. And we have got a 60 degree temperature at St. Joseph Catholic Church in the capital city of Salem. Just as the grounds at Mount Angel Abbey are cleaned up from the Benedict Festival, the monks prepare to welcome lovers of beautiful classical music. The Abbey's Bach Festival is coming up, scheduled for July 26th to the 28th. Joining me this morning to invite you back to the hilltop is Father Teresio Caldwell from Mount Angel Abbey. Good morning, Father Teresio. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are things at Mount Angel Abbey this fine morning? Oh, thank you, Brenda. Things are going very well here uh, at the Abbey. Um, it's a, a typical typical summer morning. There's always a lot of different things happening on the 
the hilltop. Um, a lot of excitement with um, our our summer festivals and just our our being together and inviting guests uh, to the hilltop uh, to come and and pray and enjoy this beautiful space that we have uh, uh, to share together. Well, I have said this many times before on the air, and it's true today as ever. Any time spent and the hill type is blessed time. And boy, you cannot be more blessed if you were to come to the Bach Festival. Father Teresio, first, before we talk about the Bach Festival, tell us a little bit about how you came to live Mount Angel Abbey. Well, Brenda, it's it's kind of a long story, but um, I think what, what drew me uh, here to this special place was the, the monastic uh, community, and not just the monastic community, but but the uh, really the the role of of the chant and the prayer, um, praying every day uh, for such a uh, such a long time is um, is really something that um, I've just have always been been drawn to, and we're privileged here at the Abbey to to be able to pray and chant the the divine office um, uh, five times a day. Um, we have mass every day and, and not just, uh, not just the Psalms, but we get to sing the music and it's just a, a really wonderful experience. I had a nun growing up that said, you know, when you pray, you pray, but when you sing, you pray twice. How is singing and that chant bring forward the, uh, such a beautiful devotion, especially for the monks there at Mount Angel? Well, I think something that the singing does is it um, it really brings to life uh, the text, um, these these sacred texts that we that we pray, and um, really the history goes back a long time. Um, I mean, people were praying praying the Psalms; they were um, singing the the canticles, um, and I think this is done in a special way with with singing. I think something about the the, the voice, um, the music, whether it's a cappella or accompanied, really brings those texts to life uh, in a way that's um, I think even more special than than simply praying. I mean, of course, uh, the Lord is is praised when we when we do these in our hearts, in the silence of our hearts, or whether we uh, speak them with our voice. But um, I think really more importantly, as we uh, as we pray, and I think one of the things that singing does for us is it helps us remember the text. We can probably think back to when we're in, you know, as a young child singing, uh, learning like a, like a nursery rhyme or something, um, or these little tunes that we learn maybe in grade school um, and those those kinds of things stay with us and uh, how much more important really it is uh, when we when we um, when we sing and chant the sacred texts uh, if we have those that sound and those prayers echoing through our our minds uh, in our hearts uh, throughout the day um, I think it's just a just a great experience for all of us Father Teresio Caldwell is joining me today. We are talking about the impact on our spirituality that music plays when we sing our prayer. 
Ora et labora. We've heard that before from the different monks there. That is prayer and work. So when you're not together in prayer there at Mount Angel, what fills your working hours when you're at Mount Angel Abbey? Well, it's it's really different for, for each brother. Um, one of the things that I'm involved with um, is uh, playing uh, playing the organ, accompanying for the for the office, and we don't just show up and 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 play. We 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 have times for practice. We have times for um, singing. Um, times for preparing ahead of time. And so, uh, for myself as one of the the organists here, um, I spend I spend some time each day uh, practicing for the liturgy, uh, practicing processionals, recessionals, uh, other kinds of music that's going to um, uh, accompany the liturgy. Uh, I also work here in the seminary, uh, which is our one of our main apostolates uh, as a formation director. And uh, even during the summertime, it's um, things can be pretty busy just preparing for the next year. Um, there's a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes administrative work but um, I'm blessed uh, during the during the school year to be able to work with the seminarians and, and be a part of their uh, formation as they as they journey to the to the priesthood. And I must say I'm I'm very humbled and and very blessed to work with these young men. And I learn so much each year uh, from the people that I work with, uh, even books they're reading, uh, different kinds of their spiritual life and. And I, I'm just really, um, I'm just really amazed at, uh, uh, at um, the quality of these these young men that that come mm-hmm. to our seminary. Oh, and so they go from uh, all their dioceses after their graduations and God willing their ordination and bless so many of us because of the work that you're all doing there at the Abbey. What a blessing to our Catholic faith. Father, so you play the organ for the Abbey there. Was that music, did you learn to play the piano growing up, or is that a skill that you've developed since joining uh, the monks there at Mount Angel Abbey? Well, music has, has been a, a big part of my life. Um, it started on the on the keyboard, uh, on, the, on the piano when I was pretty young, probably first or second grade. Um, we had a piano in our basement uh, growing up, and um, I think as soon as I could reach the uh, the keys, I was um, trying to play something. I didn't know what I was playing, but uh, anyway, I just, yeah, I took piano lessons um, all through school and, and just really, really enjoyed that, and, and then got to um, start playing uh, organ uh, a little bit during... Um, during grade school, um, I, I went to uh, St. Francis um, Catholic uh, grade school there in, in out in Roy, and um, we'd take turns playing for um, for, for benediction, uh, maybe an offertory piece, and um, and that was my first exposure to uh, to church music, um, and then uh, started doing more more organ playing in in, in high school and. Uh, playing for for one of the earlier masses and um and so it was it was a nice uh segue coming into the monastery um having some keyboard experience and um and then just continuing to further you know learn new things um and be exposed to um some of the chant and uh and also some of the classical 
music, um, of course, that's that's played on an organ. Um, and so that was actually kind of a new thing for me. Uh, going from the piano, I always thought, oh, classical music on the piano was the main thing. But, um, you know, discovering uh, the other composers and the great, um, some of the great literature and works uh, for the organ, uh, including um, Bach and Buxtehude, um, and, and, and some of the contemporary, um, uh, composers as well. It's, it's, it's just been a great, um, a great learning opportunity. And I'm, I'm always hearing new pieces for the first time, whether it's something, uh, I hear a recording or someone makes a recommendation and it's like, oh yeah, that's a really neat piece. I wonder if, I wonder if there's an organ, um, uh, arrangement for that. And, and so it's just been, it's just been really great, um, for, for, for myself and for, um, you know, being able to share that music uh, with others. Oh, it, it is incredible. I have a new love of classical, uh, especially lit- sacred liturgical music. Of course, here at Mater Day Radio, Terry Ross is host of The Glory of the Mass, who every weekend puts together a beautiful episode of beautiful Renaissance classical music that is written for the sacred liturgy joining me today again it is father teresio caldwell from mount angel abbey we're talking at least supposed to be father about the bach festival it is coming up i want to talk and get all of the details about it but we've had such a wonderful conversation so far i am coming up against my break can you stay with me through the breaks we can continue in the next half hour sure thing 754 at Matre Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Want to find out more about the Abbey Bach Festival or any of the Catholic events in the area? I know Deb was busy adding some more events yesterday. We've got all of the events ready for you with an interactive calendar at plugs directly into the mapping program of your car. And you're going to find that on the Hail Mary Media app. To get details, just go to matradayradio.com or to the App Store and download that app, and you'll be traveling in style this summer with the Hail Mary Media app and Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. 
Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mater Day Radio 757 and the FBI investigating Catholics. We'll find out more about that story just ahead with congressional testimony. An Oregon Department of Forestry fire danger map has been created, but residents in this area... Well, they're seeing increases in their insurance now. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey guys, I'm Alina with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today, we celebrate the feast day of St. Teresa of the Andes. Born to a wealthy family, St. Teresa is noted to have been a rather unpleasant child. It's said she was vain, competitive, stubborn, and selfish. Yikes! Luckily, she had her family to help her through her natural flaws. She and her older brother made a promise to pray the rosary every day for the rest of their lives, which she upheld. Over the years, she grew a beautiful relationship with Mary because of it. Even more miraculous, the year before she was to receive her first Holy Communion, St. Teresa wanted to truly purify herself to be a worthy vessel for Christ. That entire year, she practiced virtue and grew in holiness so much so that her family was astounded at the changes they saw in the little girl. When she finally got to receive the Eucharist for the first time, she actually heard the voice of Jesus. St. Teresa wasn't without hardship, though. It would that she had plenty of intestinal and appendix issues. Sounds fun. But she suffered well and was always smiling and patient with those around her. I don't know about you, but if my stomach hurts, it makes smiling pretty difficult. Time to up my suffering game. In May 1919, Teresa became a Carmelite nun. The short time she was there, she thrived, saying, I am the happiest person on earth. I desire nothing more because my entire being has been seized by God, who is love. It would seem the Lord wanted her nearer to him sooner than later because just a short year after, God revealed to her she would die soon. A month after this revelation, she contracted typhus and passed into the arms of Christ and her beloved mother Mary. Her relationship with Jesus and Mary was remarkable, and the peace and joy expressed in her writings is something I personally find alluring. We're surrounded with messages from the culture that we can find true happiness in financial security, nicer things, love, the next high, acceptance, what have you. Even good things are a weak replacement for the peace St. Teresa found at such a young age. True contentment is found outside of our circumstances. This young saint discovered that the love of Jesus and Mary was where fulfillment could be found. I'll leave you with a beautiful quote of St. Teresa's. Yes, Mary, you are mother of the entire universe. The rich as well as the poor can find in your heart their heaven. The afflicted as well as the happy can find on your mouth a celestial smile. The sick as well as the healthy can find caresses from your sweet hands. And finally, sinners like myself find in you a protecting mother who can crush beneath her immaculate feet the head of the dragon. And in your eyes, I see mercy, pardon, and a shining lamp to keep me from falling into the muddy waters of sin. St. Teresa of the Andes, ora pro nobis. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint.
praying with the saints and have more prayer resources, just simply download the free Hail Mary media app. Details are available at Matrade Radio. It's 8 o'clock. In your news this hour, after a gunman who killed 23 people in a racially motivated attack at a Walmart in El Paso, Texas, was sentenced to 90 consecutive life sentences on July 7th. Bishop Mark Seitz said the outcome is a moment to reflect upon the profound impact this tragedy has had on our community. Patrick Cruces, 24 years old, pled guilty earlier this year to dozens of federal hate crime and firearm charges, which is what the sentence stems from. Crucius has yet to be tried on murder charges in a state court where prosecutors have said they will seek the death penalty. A trial date has not been set. Bishop Seitz told Crux News in a statement, Our hearts remain broken as we acknowledge the pain and suffering endured by the 23 persons lost to us, the survivors, their families, and the entire El Paso community. Our prayer is that the victims and their loved ones will be able to find a peace impossible without God's grace that comes only from a willingness to forgive those who have trespassed against us. Seitz says he hopes the July 7th decision brings some closure to the victims and their families and calls for Catholics to remain vigilant in standing against hatred, violence, and racism. FBI Director Christopher Wray defended the real FBI during a contentious congressional hearing yesterday, rejecting a litany of grievances from angry Republicans who were harshly critical of the Bureau, threatening to defund some operations and claiming the Justice Department is unfair to political conservatives. Ray refused to engage in specific questions about ongoing federal investigations, including those involving former President Trump and Hunter Biden, the son of President Joe Biden. Ray also assured lawmakers the FBI will not target traditional Catholics after an uproar over a memo written by FBI officials in the Richmond, Virginia field office. He said the FBI was still reviewing how and why the memo was written in the first place. The controversial document leaked back in January, meaning the internal review has dragged on for more than six months so far. Three events in July are bringing black and African Catholics from across the country together in faith, fellowship, and a deeper understanding of a missionary discipleship. Archdiocese of Seattle Auxiliary Bishop Eusebio Elizondo will be a speaker at one of the gatherings. From July 13th to the 19th, the Knights of Peter Claver and Ladies Auxiliary holds its 107th National Convention in New Orleans, marking the first national gathering of all six divisions of the organization. The following week, the National Black Catholic Congress convenes July 20th to the 23rd in Fort Washington, Maryland, for the 13th time since its inaugural session in 1889. The Congress held every five years will develop its five-year pastoral plan. And the fourth African National Eucharistic Congress takes place July 21st to the 23rd on the campus of the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C. The gathering is organized by the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Secretariat of Cultural Diversity in the Church. Auxiliary Bishop of Seattle Eusebio Elizondo will be in the lineup of speakers and will include keynote addresses by Wilton Gregory. 
And the Oregon Department of Forestry and Oregon State University have been working with lawmakers for the last two years to put together a map that will improve wildfire preparedness after the first one got sent back to the drawing board. But almost immediately after the map came out, homeowners began reporting that their insurance rates were skyrocketing as a result, especially in rural areas of the state. Some reported they'd actually been dropped by their insurance providers. People began flooding ODF with negative feedback during public comments. State officials abruptly pulled the wildfire risk map, promising that it would get a closer look. Derek Gasparini, a spokesperson with Oregon Department of Forestry, said there was some misunderstanding about the map and the risk it posed for individual properties and communities. He said the new map is going to have three levels, low, moderate, and high risk. The map will allow Oregonians to see where the highest risk of wildfires are, which are along the central and eastern side of the state and down to southern Oregon. This new map isn't even completed yet. The Oregon Department of Forestry plans on holding community meetings throughout the state to hear from property owners. That's not expected to start taking place until later this year or the beginning of 2024. Well, the Portland Trailblazers are trying to map a path into the NBA Summer League playoffs for this weekend. The Trailblazers take a 2-1 and one record into their fourth Summer League game this evening against the winless Orlando Magic at the Thomas & Mack Center in Las Vegas. No word yet on whether Blazers rookie guard Scoot Henderson will be on the floor. Henderson's been held out the last two games with the right shoulder strain. A win for Portland will put the Blazers in a prime position to make the Summer League playoff, which will be held Sunday, followed by the championship game on Monday. And sad news from the world of sports, ESPN college basketball analyst Dickie Vitale revealed Wednesday that he has vocal cord cancer. Vitale, 84, revealed the diagnosis on social media, adding that he'll need six weeks of radiation treatments. This is Vitale's third bout with cancer. Vitale was diagnosed with melanoma in the summer of 2021 and was subsequently diagnosed with lymphoma requiring multiple surgeries months later. Vital has been with ESPN since 1979, the year the broadcaster started. So he's been with them that whole time, Dickie V., a devout Catholic gentleman. Mm. Very, very dedicated and to Notre Dame, actually, in, in many ways. And, uh, yeah, just a class act all the way around. I had an opportunity to meet him one time and... Uh, he is exactly as how you would expect him. He <laughs> loves <bet>. you, baby. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, we will keep in in our prayers. We ask for the intercession of St. Peregrine Absolutely. to be with I him. know he will w- greatly appreciate that. Yesterday, we celebrated the feast days of saintly parents, St. Louis and Zelie Martin. They were the parents of St. Therese of Lisieux. They had the same struggles of raising a devout and good family the manners really St. Therese so she <laughs> never acted out we're talking today's show about some helpful parenting tips from these holy parents of the little flower which can help us today as we struggle to raise virtuous children in the modern world they said and did love your children with super abundant amounts of affection it's easy to forget how much our children need love Lots of it. Louis and Azeli loved their children with great affection, making sure their children knew the great love they had for them. Celine Martin wrote about her father saying, hard as he was on himself, he was always affectionate towards us. His heart was exceptionally tender towards us. 
He lived for us alone. No mother's heart could surpass his. Now, one way that Louis did this was by using little nicknames for his children that showed his particular love for them. He called Marie the diamond, Pauline the fine pearl. Celine was the dauntless one or the good-hearted Leonie. And Therese, she was the little queen. Oh, really? How about that? And they also said, don't give up if your child is difficult. Zelie reassured her brother in a letter not to worry if a young child was hard to manage. She said, do not be uneasy if you find your little Jean manifesting a temper. That will not prevent her from growing up to be an excellent child later on and even to be your consolation. I love that. The nicknames for the kids. That is fantastic. You know, my, my dad called my sister Bug. And I mean, just like her whole life. That and, was and it. Huh? It really, you know, I, it warms my heart to think about that. I um, love it. I the did too. Queen. Every day when my son came down from uh, his his noon uh, wake up time, <laughs> uh, I'd say no matter what the state of his bedhead was, good morning, handsome. Oh. Every day I was there, he remembers that well. <laughs> oh, what's going on? It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This afternoon at 2.30 is a free organ concert at Holy Rosary Church in Portland. All are invited to an organ concert, part of the 2023 Western Region Convention of the American Guild of Organists. Suzanne Velo will perform a program of works by Margaret Sandreski, Brahms, Ad Wamis, and Florence Price. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com. Brenda always hits the right notes, and she will continue her conversation with uh, Father Terracio from Mount Angel Abbey and the Bach Fest coming up. Ah, Bach. Ah, Bach. Smile a little bit. Ah, Bach. Very good. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them. You would send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatraDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon, 
The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. No matter where your summer travels take you, Monterey Radio is always there. Our Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from a treasury of uplifting prayers, including live liturgy of the hours from the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Monterey Radio's live broadcast and podcast of all our original shows and new programming not available on the radio. Plus, you can jump into all the exciting summertime activities on the interactive community calendar, the latest Catholic news, and much more. Join the thousands of listeners who are moving through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MontredayRadio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, you're never far from the Hail Mary Media app and Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 813 at Mater Day Radio and the heat is on. A heat advisory in effect for tomorrow and Saturday with high fire danger posted for tomorrow. Abundant sunshine this afternoon. We're going to hit a high of 86, maybe even warmer. Tonight clear with a low of 59. Then tomorrow, 91, 95 on Saturday. Going to get hot. Currently, it is a mild 61 degrees at St. Mary's of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Ridgefield. And they warmed up to 63 at St. Paul Parish in St. Paul. I am continuing my conversation with Father Teresio Caldwell. He is joining me today from Mount Angel Abbey. Well, they barely just getting uh, through the Benedict Festival, and they are getting ready to welcome you back to the Bach Festival. It is coming up July 26th and 28th, and Father is joining me today to give us all of the details. Father, thank you so much for staying with us today. Well, you're welcome, Brenda. Yeah, the the Bach Festival coming up, um, this is going to be our uh, 52nd annual uh, Abbey Bach Festival. And I think it's just um, a great way to bring people here to the to the hilltop uh, to experience um, the art uh, and, and culture um, of, of the place. And and it's it's a very special it's a very special time for uh, for the monks. Uh, we look forward to this every year. Um, it's it's a lot of work to prepare everything here, but um, it's it's wonderful to be able to see it all come together and uh, have the performers here with us and just really feel that, um, that warm vibe um, when the, uh, when the audience is here and they're, and they're ready to hear some good classical music. Oh, I we were just talking before we ended in our first half hour about how I beginning to learn and, and re- really appreciate beautiful classical music with the help of host Terry Ross of the Glory of the Mass. This Bach Festival is coming up and he's told me a little bit about this composer for you, Father. What do you love about Bach and his music and compositions? And what are the some of the things that maybe some of us who will be attending should maybe listen for during these concerts. Yeah, so, um, you know, while this is a, a Bach festival, um, 
we also extend, um, and it's most, mostly Bach, but we extend um, to our performers uh, if they can, you know, have other, we try not to limit them and say, okay, you can only do this, but to allow them that freedom of expression, you know, maybe they they enjoy Bach, but uh, perhaps maybe a little Schumann or, um, you know, Brahms, uh, some of the other composers that fit into the classical uh, works and uh, in these in these pieces, and um, I'm just I'm just really amazed at um, how it all comes together and uh, and how these how these performers really you know take this music and and bring it to life. Um, I've heard it said that um, uh, someone is telling me that uh, Bach never wrote a bad note, um, you know, <laughs> and it's it's just. I mean, I think it's, that's what, that's why we have a Bach festival. It's just, he's like one of the staple people that understood music. He had a passion for music. Um, He wrote a prolific amount of music. Um, And it's just amazing when you think of the genius um, that went into that. And so many composers um, have studied since Bach's time have studied his work um, and has inspired them to take music into, you know, a new genre. We know that, you know, music of today it has a little different sound than it than it did at the time of Bach. But Bach, I think, is always someone that we can go back to um, and study. You know, what what makes good music, and how do we understand that, and how do we interpret that today, and how can we uh, how can we bring this uh, to life? So that's just a little bit on on that a little bit of history of the, uh, the classical music genre that we need to, um, we need to hear this. We need to hear it played music live. You know, we hear so many recordings. You can go on YouTube or um, hear recordings of, of music, which is, I think, a great thing, but there's nothing quite like the live performance between the musician performing and bringing those notes to life on a page through their instrument through the sound waves to the listener's ear and having that connection uh, with the audience. I think there's nothing quite like that. And each performance is going to be a little different. Each experience is going to uh, have a different effect on the people that hear that music. And there's, you know, if, if I might say there's, there's magic made in that, um, you know, I'm not a, not superstitious, no, but no, in course. a sense, it's like there's something that can, um, that can transport us. Uh, into a new way, and seeing really that this is all in God's design. He, he, he gives people the talent to write music, to perform the music, and when we can share those gifts, um, we can bring people here to the hilltop who can perform in such uh, a profound and just a big way. Um, it's like there's there's nothing better. Oh, no doubt. And inspiring indeed. Even just a quick Google search, you'll know pop songs from the Beatles, Paul Simon, even Eddie Van Halen, all inspired by this beautiful work of Bach. And you'll be able to listen more to it coming up July 26th to the 28th. Father, it is a packed three-day schedule. Tell our listeners about the different days and concerts and the special uh, musicians that are coming for the festival. Yeah, Brenda, we have uh, a, a varied um, a varied program. Um, I think each each day of the festival is is special uh, in its own way. Uh, it's all very different. Um, this so.
So basically the structure for the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday performances, it's going to be the same uh, format for each day, but different programs. So it'll start with um, people coming to, to, uh, to join the monks for Vespers at 5.15 uh, each night. And then at 6 o'clock from 6 to 6.30, we're going to have a mini performance, um, half hour, followed by dinner on, on the lawn. And then there will be our main feature performance uh, at 8 o'clock over in the Damien Center. So the same structure for each night. Um, Wednesday, it's going to be an all-Bach uh, performance uh, on the piano uh, by our artistic director, Alon Goldstein. It'll be the first time that um, since I've been in the monastery that I've heard a piano in the Abbey Church. So we're going to move uh, the piano from our, our library uh, and have that brought over to the church. And so... We're going to have a performance over there, and I can't wait to uh, to hear the the, the piano uh, in that sound and just hear those wonderful acoustics. Uh, that evening on on Wednesday, there's going to be a performance uh, by the Cavatina duo, uh, Fantasies and Dances. Uh, it's going to be with uh, guitar and 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 flute, and they're going to be doing works by by various composers. Thursday. Our church concert is is going to be an all Bach concert by Philippe Quint uh, on violin, and um, I think he's going to do uh, a fine job. And he's also going to be performing uh, later on on Friday as well. Thursday, our feature performance in the Damien Center uh, will be uh, chamber music. We're going to have a mezzo soprano, uh, Solmaz Adeli, uh, mezzo soprano, um, and then we're going to have uh, Alon Goldstein on on piano. Uh, and, and then clarinet by uh, Igor Schachman. And so they're going to accompany our mezzo-soprano, and it's not very often that we have a singer uh, perform. And so that's going to be really, uh, really exciting for us. Friday, the mini performance in the church is going to be Sergei Kirilov on the organ. We're going to feature our Martin Ott pipe organ. And he's going to be doing um, a few works by uh, Bach and Bailman uh, later that evening. For our main feature performance, uh, we're going to um, hear some music. Um, we called it uh, uh, Charlie Chaplin's Smile. So we'll have piano uh, and violin, uh, uh, Yung Cho on piano and, and, and Philippe Quint on violin. And they're, they're going to play from a variety uh, of composers. And I think what makes this concert really, uh, really special is it's going to be uh, a multimedia uh, presentation. So while the music is being played, we're going to have this big video screen uh, behind them, which is going to show some old video footage of uh, Charlie Chaplin, uh, some of his uh, video clips uh, from the films. And um, I think this is really going to highlight um, that that genre of music um, that that uh, is kind of untapped. I, th- I think it, mm-hmm. it's going to maybe bring new life to that. And this is something we haven't done before. So that's another special part of the, of the performance here uh, on, on Friday. So that's kind of the the basic run of the show. 
Wow. What again, when I said this is a packed schedule, boy, you really mean that you have pulled out all of the stops and it's really going to be a great few days. Hopefully someone listening today, many people, in fact, listening today are ready to join you all for that special event. Father Teresio, tell our listeners where they're going to find more information, that schedule that you just talked about and how they're going to be able to get tickets to come. Yeah, so uh, listeners uh, can can uh, uh, go to our website online for tickets at mountangelabbey.org slash Bach, or they can call 503-845-3030. Um, and um, that's, yeah, that's where tickets can be found, or if they're on the hilltop and they, um, they pick up a, a, one of the brochures, they can see the the layout and they can um, they can see the the information in uh, in in print as well about some of the specifics uh, of the tickets and so forth. Going to be surely another wonderful event. Fifty two years of the Bach Festival there at Mount Angel Abbey. Father Teresio Caldwell joining us today. Father, I've just really had such a blessed time being with you today, talking all about this. Before we go, will you end us a prayer? Sure thing, Brenda. Heavenly Father, thank you for this uh, opportunity um, to uh, share to share the music, to share the word, um, the time to be together. Uh, thank you for all of your uh, many blessings uh, and graces that you give us uh, each day. Um, the blessings and graces that uh, draw us closer to you. Uh, and your Son, um, we ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And again, that is Father Teresio Caldwell. The Abbey Bach Festival again is coming up July 26th to the 28th. I will be sure to add a link to where you can get right to Mount Angel Abbey, get tickets for yourself. You are going to find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 826 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Brenda, five. 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 I okay. saw five boats on my walk yesterday sitting in yards around my neighborhood. Those boats could be donated to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. And think about all the property that could be cleared out. You could plant a summer garden there. I mean, we're making space. We're helping people in your growing Catholic radio. Check out our vehicle donation program. You don't even have to have a boat in your front yard. But if you do, you should check it out at MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Day Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. And in return, getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 828 at Mater Day Radio and St. Matthew Catholic Church in Hillsboro suffers a theft. We'll have all the details just ahead. And Eugene City Council making a U-turn on their ban on natural gas appliances. I have that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is the thirsting and dreams. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. If you're lost inside a dream and stuck in between, waiting for the answers to your life, and if you're searching for a sign and you're down to your last dime, you're hoping for more time to make it right. Well, every road takes a bend And every tree sways in the wind The journey is the end where it begins And you will fly high tonight You will fly The Thirsting and Dreams. It's 831 right here at Mater Day Radio. 
to news, St. Matthew Catholic Church in Hillsboro is out thousands of dollars in donations following a theft. To make matters worse, the church says it's based on evidence it appears to be involving someone who knew exactly where to find the money. The church is also cautioning those who donated to them to keep an eye on their bank accounts. In an interview conducted by Telemundo, Oscar Rodriguez, who serves as a missionary at the parish, believes it was Sunday afternoon when someone came by and swiped thousands of dollars worth of donations. Hillsborough police said there were no signs of forced entry, which is why Rodriguez thinks the culprit knew exactly when to come and where to go. Police say right now there are no suspects and couldn't confirm exactly what was stolen. However, it's being called an open and active investigation. Rodriguez said if you do notice a check was deposited, get in touch with your bank quickly. Also, it'd be beneficial to contact St. Matthew Catholic Church so they can contact the police and help with the investigation. Rodriguez is also asking those with any information about what might have happened to come forward in hopes of finding that stolen money. Carno Jose Tolentino, prefect of the Dicastery for Culture and Education, has highlighted the crucial role of Catholic universities in embracing artificial intelligence during a scientific colloquium. Cardinal Damanca emphasized the need for Catholic universities to lead in innovation and engage with emerging trends. He stressed the importance of dialogue, addressing contemporary challenges, and fostering continuous renewal based on awareness. Referring to relevant church documents, he underscored the fundamental role these institutions have in shaping the future. Drawing on Pope Francis' remarks on AI, the Cardinal encouraged universities to embrace AI and digital technologies while considering ethical implications, prioritizing individual well-being, and uphold moral values were key principles he emphasized. The Cardinal stressed the responsibility of Catholic universities in implementing AI, referring to the concept of Algor ethics. Coined by Pope Francis, he called for social structures that ensure ethical considerations in the production use of AI. Patrick, this use of AI, it makes me a little bit nervous because it just, it's very unnatural feeling. Just last week, I talked about a toy company that has created an AI teddy bear. Remember the Teddy Ruxpin that used to tell mm, the stories? They used to creep me out. Now the AI technology in the teddy bear learns about your child and will create a story, like a bedtime story, based on their likes and dislikes. <sighs> Makes me nervous. I don't like <laughs> I that at all. How do you feel about potholes? Uh, I'm equally discouraged. Well, there may be more in your future if you're a (laughs) Portland driver. The Portland Bureau of Transportation said it could cut as much as $32 million from its budget next year, absent new funding, with the bulk of the cuts failing on falling on its road maintenance budget. City transportation staff said they're predicting the $32 million deficit in the next budget cycle will mean reducing maintenance and repair services like installing or widening sidewalks and repaving roads and likely cutting between 50 and 100 jobs. Speaking of roads, the roads around Crater Lake 
are closing, or at least a portion of Rim Drive, the road that circumnavigates Oregon's famous caldera. The rest of the 2023 season will see Rim Drive close. It'll be the first of several anticipated hard closures of the road over the next five years as the park completes a long-awaited upgrade to the road. The $56 million project will improve 19 miles of East Rim Drive and a spur road to the Cloud Cap Overlook. The popular trail Cleetwood Cove will remain open during the summer construction. Marsha McKay, the public's information officer at the park, noted there are no official dates for the closure, but it will likely continue until snow shuts down operations for the winter. Regular closures will continue on Rim Drive throughout the anticipated five-year time frame for the project. I just can't believe the timing of this. Because I'm leaving for, for Crater Lake Sunday, and they announced this yesterday. It's going to be on. closed. They just said Pat's coming, so close the road. Close that road. <laughs> I'm getting up there anyway. All right. You'll enjoy it anyway. There's there's plenty of beautiful views to take in from I can't, that I Really, I can't wait. It has been on my bucket list uh, since before I got to Oregon eight years ago, but it has been there, and I'm finally getting to go and the close rim road. Make sure you read all of the history about how that lake formed. Oh, I have been. Because yeah, it is amazing. an amazing story. Yeah. Well, the city of Eugene reversed a controversial policy about natural gas appliances after it faced both local opposition and a federal legal threat. The Eugene City Council arguing that natural gas is a health and climate threat passed an ordinance in February 2023 that banned natural gas hookups in new low-rise residential construction. Opponents of the measure, almost entirely funded by Northwest Natural, the state's largest gas utility, gathered enough signatures to force a citywide vote on the ban. Then in April, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit struck it down, an almost identical law in Berkeley, California. That ruling by the appeals court, according to Eugene Mayor Lucy Venice, would have proved an insurmountable challenge to the ban in Eugene if the city's residents voted to approve it. And in sports, Portland Timbers legend and Major League Soccer icon will have his name permanently installed at Providence Park on Saturday night. Diego Valeri will be added to the Timbers' ring of honor before a match against the Columbus Crew. Valeri became the sixth member of the ring of honor, joining Clive Charles, John Bain, Jimmy Conway, Mick Hoban, and Timber Jim. Valeri joined the Timbers in 2013 and spent nine seasons here in the Rose City. The dynamic Argentine is the Timbers' regular season leader in goals scored, assists, and points. He was a five-time MLS All-Star, the 2017 Most Valuable Player, and led Portland to its lone MLS Cup trophy in 2015. He's also very prominent here in the Catholic community and around town, earning the nickname from the fan base of the Timbers, El Maestro. Larry <laughs> stepped away from the game in 2022 and is now part of the Spanish-language broadcast team for Apple TV's coverage of Major League Soccer. And he's going to be speaking at the Young Catholic Professionals Executive Speaker Series next month on August 26th. So that's something to look forward to. Really, he is very, very open about his faith and uh, very deep faith that uh, Diego has. But that's going to be so cool Saturday night. Uh, Just what a way to put a cherry on top of a great career. It looks like that is coming up August 22nd. And if you go to YCP's Portland chapter, you'll be able to find that information. Sounds like it's going to be a great evening. 
Well, is your child difficult to discipline? Patrick's mother never knew what that was like at all. I'm she sure. still does it. <laughs> <laughs> Do your kids copy all of your bad habits? Or are you worried about their temper tantrum prone toddler? Well, you're not alone. Saints Louis and Zelie Martin, parents of St. Teresa Lousseau, had the same struggles and had to discern what to do. And what they did do was persevere to keep struggling to meet the needs of their children, raising them in a household of love. Today, we have been talking about some helpful parenting tips of these holy parents. So lastly, they say, be an example of charity for your children. Our children follow our every move, both the good and the bad. Louie and Zelie did what they could to model for their children how to treat others. Celine wrote how her father was patient with others, even when they were harsh with him. Isn't that interesting? And they say, play with your children. Nowadays, it's too easy to set your child in front of a screen and hardly ever play with them. However, sometimes our children need our attention, even in the realm of play. Celine wrote of her mother, she even willingly played with us at the risk of having her own day's work prolonged long into the night. Louie joined in the games as well, often making little toys for his children, making up games or singing songs with them. On a warm summer evening, you will often find Scott and our son Christian throwing the ball still. And back in the day, I was pretty good at uh, playing dollhouse. The girls. <laughs> I want to tell you, there is no really better way to spend time than having a catch. You know, absolutely, you can't beat it, and and the bonds that form just just having a catch between, you know, uh, I've even had a catch with my mom. Have you? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I think it, it's something that we think fathers and sons do, but uh, mothers and sons, mothers and daughters, fathers and daughters, it is just something that uh, something about having a catch is is really the play is certainly key. Absolutely, and it's amazing the great conversations you can get into by just having a catch. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Sunday at 3.30 is the annual blessing of the animals at the Grotto, that beautiful sanctuary of our sorrowful mother right here in Portland. People of all faiths, their property, properly restrained pets are welcome to this very special blessing on the Plaza Grotto. It's always a lot of fun. Chris told us they, they actually like have snakes. So Okay. God bless the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure their owners love them very much too. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Oh my gosh, it is going to get hot, 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 hot. But you know what beats the heat? watermelon that's right oh we will be sampling watermelon with today's second cup after we check our forecast next support for mater Day radio comes from our leadership circle members including best buy in town landscape supply since 1984 best buy in town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services including bark dust blowing rock soil sod and recycler of yard debris located at 2200 cornelius pass road in hillsborough online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665 the Immaculate Conception is a Catholic dogma that many Protestants have a hard time accepting. They claim it shouldn't be believed because it's not found in the Bible. But I beg to differ. 
Recall how after the fall in Genesis 3.15, God promised to set enmity between the woman and Satan, between the woman's seed, the Messiah, and Satan's seed. This separation from Satan means the woman's not tainted by sin in any way. Moreover, woman seems to be a title for Eve in her pre-fall state, as is the case in Genesis 2.23. She isn't called Eve until after the fall in Genesis 3.20. So who's this new woman? It's the mother of the Messiah, Mary. So just like the first woman was created without original sin, so too the new woman, Mary, was created without original sin. That's to say, immaculately conceived. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers. Catholic.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Monterey Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 8.45 here at Mater Day Radio. We begin a warm-up today as we head into the weekend. A fire weather watch and heat advisory going to be in effect beginning on Friday, late Friday and Saturday. Today, though, a typical summer day. Clear skies this morning will allow afternoon temperatures push to the middle 80s. Overnight, we get a break and cool down to 59 degrees. And then starting your weekend Friday, temperatures climb to 90 mid-90s by Saturday, so be ready for some heat. Ooh, 62 right now at the Madeline in Portland. And it is 65 degrees at Our Lady of Lourdes Catholic Church in Vancouver. It's good to the last drop, a second cup of the morning blend with David and Brenda. You know what else is good to the last drop? Oh, I do. A good piece of watermelon. Mm. So here's what happened. I had a, a shower for my daughter over the weekend, and I made a beautiful uh, fruit salad to serve to everybody. Nice. And of course, a nice base for a fruit salad is watermelon. Absolutely. Because you can you cut up a lot of watermelon. The problem with this watermelon when I opened it was the center flesh was cracked. Oh, it had a deep crack in that. Now, I believe that that is an issue with lack of water, like it didn't get enough water. And so it dried out in the center of it cracked. So I was a little disappointed in that. So I thought for today's second cup, we'd spend a little time because we know the Hermiston watermelons will be hitting grocery stores this week or next week, I think they're going to start coming in. Oh, right. Yeah, usually by by mid to end July, they, they start coming in. So how to pick the absolute best watermelon. Now, I don't know what I could have done to recognize that this was going to have a center flesh that had issues, but, well, there's some ways to do that. Patrick, 
uh, native of Texas. Yes. I bet you've had a few good watermelons in your day. I have. I can never remember a summer when I didn't eat watermelon. But I will tell you, one of the highlights of my youth, Brenda, I was. Uh, it was a Fourth of July event at at a pool, uh, and I won the water. Melon seed spitting championship. What? That that seed, it's still going. <laughs> it, no, really, I, I don't know. I must have got a lucky lucky with the aerodynamics and everything. I it seems in my mind that it went like a hundred feet. Like I bet it did. But I mind. won, and I remember there were people like wagering and like 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 they gave me money because they won money betting on me spitting. <laughs> okay, not exactly the right Catholic thing to do to so bet I on young children. I think that qualifies but... me as pro- a professional watermelon. I believe spitting. so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So do you remember <laughs> how tasty that watermelon was in order for you to get the the perfect seed? Was it a tasty watermelon? Oh, it was. Yeah. And I, you know what? So there are different kinds of watermelons, right? Yeah, yeah. So I typically go for the seedless one these days because, you know, why worry about the seeds when you can get them without... The, they taste good to me. I don't taste any real difference. I, I've heard other people say, "Oh, the the ones with the seeds are, are are darker red and they're they're sweeter and they're juicier." I don't think don't so. Think I don't so. think you can measure that. But. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but there are some ways in picking out oh, yeah. the watermelon. Now oh, yeah. I get nervous because you go in, they've got the big kind of you know palette box on there and they're foot of wild melons and people are over there tapping and smelling and and all these different ways so when you get to the grocery store it's time for you to pick out a watermelon what do you do to make sure that it is the best one in the bunch i have a three-step technique that <gasps> oh, I use. okay wait let and me get I, my and, I, and okay. I used it sunday because i bought a watermelon i sunday. got my pencil i'm gonna okay. write these down first thing i look at is what's called the cork and what that is, is that is where the stem connects to the watermelon. Okay. So you find that in where that stem was and you make sure that it ha- it's like a cork there. So it, you want to make sure that, that it's sat for a while because it's got to go from like a brown to uh, almost a gray. So, so you want that, want to make sure that's dried and, and, and corked. Okay. Okay. The other thing you look for is the yellow or the orange spot on one Mm -hmm. side, which means that was the side that was was facing away from the sun as it laid in the field. Okay. So you want to find that that circle. And then I think it gets subjective. All right. Now, going back to that that spot, is there a certain... It needs to be... Kind of a darker sunspot, the, the one that's on the ground, is there a certain color that it's got to be or a size? I usually or... look for like a yellow or a, a yellow. white, you know. Okay. I, yeah, I've seen even like an orange type, but you want to make sure that's on there because so so you know that it's, it's sat long enough. And then um, the tapping or the listening, you really want to hear there's water. Okay. So I think maybe we're... I, it's kind of tough on the watermelon you ran into because you're going to hear that sound, but you really want that deep thump where it sounds like there's water in there. Okay. Yeah. It, it kind of makes That's that That's what they're that thumping thump. for, to they're, hear that they're water. They're hearing that water yeah. in there. Uh-huh. Okay. So the latest technique that I've been reading about that is, is going all over the internet right now is called a two-finger measurement. And what it says to do is to take your hand and, and put your two fingers together, your index finger and middle finger. You got that together. And then you place that on a measurement of the dark stripe on the watermelon. So you know how it has the dark sure. and then the lighter stripe. So that dark stripe needs to be two fingers wide. 
on the watermelon. And if it's more narrow than that, then that's not a good watermelon. And they say if you use that rule, then you're sure to pick a good watermelon. I'll try it out. Okay. The thing that I try to look for, too, is I recognize that 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 sunspot or that that ground spot, we'll say, is important to find. I like to find ones that sometimes have, it looks like a webbing almost, Uh like a black little kind of lines and things. They say that that is a sign that it's high sugar, that it's kind of coming through the the, um, skin. I don't know, but that's what I look for that too. And if it's got a nice kind of spiny spider web look to it, I don't know. Didn't do me any good though last time. (laughs) So So I've gotten where I'm putting the watermelons in my smoothies now. Oh, really? Yeah. And they definitely, you can definitely taste them no matter what you mix it with that watermelon. That's one of those flavors that just jumps right on the palate. Okay. You know, so it's always a kind of prominent watermelon. But I like it. It's refreshing, especially in the summer. It's got that kind of melony taste. I, I, I enjoy it. I do, too. And then the other technique, this is, I have not mastered this. I've got to figure this out. Grilling watermelon. Putting it on the grill. I've seen those. Yeah. I, they don't look particularly appetizing, though, to me. I don't know why, so I don't know if it'll taste good. But I would imagine that grilling something will draw a little bit of the water out and bring out some flavor. It, some I did flavor. it one time and it was a mess. It like it <laughs> melted, you know, so I was like, eh, I don't think I'm doing this right. It, yeah, it wasn't even edible. Okay. Yeah. I've seen them grow peaches too. Just oh, slice no, a peach that, and dam? Yeah, yeah, and pineapple. Okay. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. The watermelon though, it, it's water. <laughs> Well, hopefully you will have better luck on this warm weekend. Stay cool with a nice slice of watermelon. We hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest, Father Stephen Kaith, in a prayer for vocations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord of the harvest, your word finds a home in our hearts, calls us into community, and invites us to generous service of the human family. Bless with courage and spirit your priestly people, call to full participation in the one body of Christ. May many choose to respond in public service to your call offered in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. 
What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matra Day Radio. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 855 at Mater Day Radio. Weather, in a word, hot. High this afternoon, headed up to 86 with lots of sunshine. Low tonight, 59, and then 90s for the weekend with the heat advisory in effect. Right now, a very pleasant 62 in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is I Am They, No Impossible With You.
bridge between your faith and everyday life is Mater Day Radio. I am they, and there is no impossible with you. Oh, another fun day. I'm ready for David to get back. I bet. Well, one more day. (laughs) One more. If you remember Patrick Fridays on the Morning Blend, one of the best shows of the week. It is. That's true. So please tune in. We're going to have a lot of fun tomorrow, but that's going to wrap it up for us today. It is a Thursday. That means you can live with passion with Father Cedric this evening at 730. But we've got great Catholic programming all the way till then. Enjoy your watermelon. And enjoy some watermelon today for sure. We hope you have a very blessed day.